Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. Tom LaHue. I want to welcome you to my channel. And uh, before we get started, I just want to remind you that in the description below is a link to my website where you can book coaching appointments, Enneagram coaching appointments. Um, and also uh, there is information on my website about our certificate programs. If you're interested in um, learning to become an Enneagram coach yourself or you want to add that to your um, uh, to your experience, we'd love for you to, uh, I'd love for you to, to check that out. Also, thanks to my patrons. I really appreciate your continued support for this channel. All right, today I want to talk to you about emptiness, or you might use the word brokenness, or let's just say uh, frustration in life. Um, you know, this has been a difficult year for, for my family. Um, th we started the year off with my dad passing away um, in his uh, late 70s. And then uh, in the middle of the year, my mom passed away. And then just recently, uh, here at the end of this year, my father-in-law passed away. And my mother-in-law had already passed away several years ago. So it's just been one of those years where it's like, okay, how much more can we take? You know, how much more loss can we take? We've just lost all of our parents now. Um, and, you know, of course, with the economy, the way it's going and with COVID, um, it's just been one of those, you know, the last couple of years have just been difficult years. And I know that, um, you know, in life we're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have times when things seem like they're going great. And then there's going to be times when things seem like, you know, when will this end? When will we get over this? And there's going to be these, these highs and lows in life. And this has just been one of those years where, you know, there's been, conflict and strife and challenges and it's coming from you know family and work and just seems like every time you turn around there's some other issue that needs to be resolved there, there's times in life I think when we need to back up and we need to withdraw we need to just we need to just step back away and get a better perspective if you look at Jesus ministry there were many times when he just got away from the crowds he loved to interact with the crowds and with his followers but then there were times when he just went up on a mountainside and 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 just was alone you know went up on the mountainside to pray and just be alone and when you get up on the mountainside, when you withdraw and you get up on the mountainside, it's easier to get your perspective. It's easier to see things the way they are. And from the beginning, there's always been a need for a Sabbath rest, a need for us to, you know, withdraw and engage with uh, ourselves and engage with uh, our minds and our hearts, engage with our body, engage with, with God. And this has been one of those those times. And um, I just want to talk about that for a little bit and kind of tell you where I think the channel's going. You know, this year has been um, a, a great year in many other ways. And while it's been difficult, um, one of the things I've been able to do as I've withdrawn, not only studying, um, you know, all the Christian literature I have in my office, but uh, I've been able to put some time in, 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 uh, in reading more about the Enneagram and kind of going deeper in into what growth really looks like for us. And some of the books that have really helped me, I've already highlighted on this channel in the last couple of months, you know, that I've spent time looking at is particularly The Mirror for the Soul by Alice Freiling, uh, The Sacred Enneagram, which I read early on, but 
I've reread and I've now learned to even more appreciate it than I did when I first started learning about the Enneagram. And this brand new book, The Enneagram Guide to Waking Up by Beatrice Chestnut, fantastic book. One more I've got is that new one uh, by Christopher Hurwitz, uh, Belonging. I haven't opened this one yet, but it's it's going to... it's. When I get done with this one, then that one's next. And I think what I'm saying is is that when you're going through difficult times, um, it may be a good time for growing. It may be a time to take in information. It's kind of like I'm tapped out, I'm depleted, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. Well, then that's a good time for you to back up and, and take in information. It's time for you to absorb information. And that's what I've been doing. I've been taking in information and digesting it and thinking about it and talking to other people about it. And that can be a good time of growth. And ultimately, I think when we, when we disengage and when we, when we withdraw from others, um, it is ultimately so that we can then re-engage more fully. We don't just disengage because I'm done, I'm tapped out, and I don't have anything else to say. But we disengage so that we can get our bearings again, so that we can grow, so that we can work through the challenges of life, so that we can re-educate ourselves, so that we can gain wisdom and gain perspective, all for the purpose that we might then re-engage fully. Because what we're saying is, is, is I'm a little bit empty. And so in this emptiness, I need to go to a source greater than me in order to fill up again so that I can then re-engage and then pour out more um, for others. And that's hard. That's hard for sevens to do. I think it's hard for my personality, you know, to to um, to sometimes deal with pain, deal with suffering, deal with conflict, deal with hardship. You know, I want to move past it. Maybe before I've really spent any time there, and I know that about myself. And so I'm forcing myself to slow down. I'm forcing myself to to enter into the complexities and to the difficulties of life. Because I would rather just kind of, you know, ah, well, I'm going to move past that. That doesn't seem like anything I want to spend time on. But, you know, sometimes sitting there and, and allowing yourself to feel your feelings, allowing yourself to think about the past and the things that, uh, you know, are precious to you and things that you'll miss, and allow yourself to to deal with your fears and your anger, um, or what other types would call anger, deal with your anger. And um, that that can be a very helpful exercise, even though it's difficult. And, you know, and that's something that I know I need to work on and grow on. And you have areas yourself, you know, where you could, you could develop maybe blind spots that you could uh, spend more time um, interacting with interacting with yourself and interacting with others. Uh, and the Enneagram, I think, is really good at helping us to see what those blind spots are. Sometimes it can be frustrating when you love something so much like the Enneagram and the people around you don't. And, you know, you're trying to um, to share information and you realize, okay, they don't want they don't want to know. Uh, it's the same thing with your Christian faith. You know, with my Christian faith is I feel like I have the greatest thing in the world that's a gift to the world, but when you try to talk to people, they, they're maybe not responsive or maybe even irritated or frustrated. Maybe you're irritated right now just because I bring up this subject. 
um, I am a pastor and, you know, I mean, it's what I do. And I realize that not everybody is in a place in their life where they're open or where they're receptive. And you could take that personally. I could take that personally, but it's not personal. And I think the same thing with the Enneagram is, you know, even great people, great Christian people, for whatever reasons, are not interested in it, or even think that there's something malevolent about it or malicious about it, and are hesitant to even talk about it or hear about it. And you think, oh, it's so frustrating, because I know it could help you. You know, I know it could help you. I know it could um, um, help you grow and help you see your blind spots, and see where, you know, maybe there's some some room for for improvement in your life. I mean, the Enneagram just shows us our brokenness. It just shows us, you know, uh, it humbles us. It shows us where our, our rough edges are. And sometimes that can be something people resist. They don't want to see that. Pride, you know, doesn't want us to see our our emptiness or our brokenness. But we're healed, like Richard Rohr says, we're healed by the wounds, you know. Um, that's what the Christian faith is all about. We're healed literally by a wounded Savior. And when we discover our wounds, and the Enneagram is great at helping us to see what those wounds are, um, there's some healing that happens and some restoration that can happen. But it's not something that everybody is open to, and it's not something that everybody is willing to receive. And I think we just have to respect that and and talk among the friends like you guys. We talk among the friends that are supportive and 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 do see the value, and then we we uh, we don't around those that don't, and that can be that can be challenging sometimes. I know I'm with you guys. Um, what do I see going forward on this channel? Well, you know, I sat down this week and I I set some goals for myself, and I used the old paper and pen. Um, you know, nothing high tech about me or about this channel. I used the old paper and pen and basically outlined a whole bunch more content. So I'm excited about this in that I had time, you know, to retreat, to um, uh, re-examine more information or at a deeper level, you know, some information. Um, and I've been able to process that. I'm still processing that. And I'm excited about coming back and unloading all of that information. I get excited about information. I get excited about um, breaking things down and understanding so that we can develop and grow. And I'm excited about bringing that information to you guys. Now, that being said, um, I don't know that I'm going to be able to make a video next week because we're going to be at a funeral. <sighs> you know, this is life. And um, hopefully when we get back from all that, I'm just going to start going through, again, type 1, type 2, type 3, type 4, type 1, type all kinds of different things about each type. And um, I'm excited about going deeper. And uh, I hope you guys will join me on that journey and um, will grow and be inspired. Learn more about yourselves and allow yourself to be challenged and allow yourself to be humbled. Uh, because it is humbling, uh, but it is, that's what growth feels like. And I hope that you will join me on that and have open hearts and minds and be ready to receive um, and ready to learn. Um, let's see, anything else? Well, you know, when I say be present to life, that means not only 
the the positives, right? But also the difficulties, the hardships, the conflicts, the challenges, the loss, the pain. Uh, that's what life is. And uh, to be present to life means I'm not going to try to run away from it. I'm not going to try to outmaneuver it. I'm not going to try to dodge it. I'm going to let myself experience it. And I know that whatever, you know, know what, whatever difficulties there might be in life, I'm going to get through it. And uh, I'm going to see it out the other side. And you've blessed me with a wonderful family, you know, to be there to, to encourage and to, to, uh, to support. And we're going to get through life. We're going to get through these hardships. Uh, we're going to get through these challenges. It may not take us in a direction we would choose. It may not always take us in a direction. Oh, yeah, another great book that I've been, I read and I'm still going back through is Switch on Your Brain, which isn't technically about the Enneagram, but it's still very helpful about observing ourselves, you know, catching ourselves in the moment and, you know, deciding is this the direction I need to go in pushing back against impulses and compulsions. In my mind, it's all the same, you know, kind of thing we learn from from reading and understanding the Enneagram. So, uh, being present to life means I don't run away from challenges. I don't run away from conflicts. I don't run away from hardships. I, I enter into it trusting that there is a plan greater than mine and that uh, for a seven, that your needs will be taken care of uh, that's the seven language, and I'm sure you know every other type has their own uh, realization that they must come to. So let me end this by saying it's okay to withdraw. It's okay to back up away from the crowds. It's okay to back up away from people. It's okay to retreat and go up on the mountaintop to take deep breaths, to uh, find peace. Um, it's okay to not attend to everyone else's needs. Uh, in order to fill your empty bucket. When your bucket gets empty, you've got to go refill it. And for me, that is time with God, time in the Bible, time reading Christian books, Christian theology, and of course, time reflecting on who I am and and what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses and what are my hang-ups and what are my uh, impulses and compulsions and how have I become you know, on autopilot and how can I wake up and be more engaged. And the goal is, is then as you're filled up once again, is to come down from that mountainside and pour it out uh, on the people in your life, which is what I'm excited is coming in the future. All right, guys, thank you. Take care. Appreciate you. And um, as always, be present to life. Thanks.